Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four, the fourth episode of the Amory score, where we take you track by track through the uh, ridiculous bullshit that is the Amory Wars, the story of the music of Coheed and Cambria. If you've not listened to an episode before, go maybe start at the beginning because you're going to have no fucking clue what's going on right now. Uh, we're in the album, the second stage, Turbine Blade. The song we are ostensibly looking at is called Delirium Trigger, but at this point, Molly, things get a little confusing uh, in terms of what relates to what. Yeah, this is where, the, before the first three or four so- oh, three songs, um, you can kind of tell where things are and you're jackson by the way i don't think we covered that i didn't introduce i didn't introduce myself and then i realized that i hadn't introduced myself and i was like i'm just gonna play it cool yeah and keep going and hope no one notices that i haven't properly done but i do want to i do want to note that your name is jackson and you're here and hosting yeah so thank you for bringing that up you're welcome this time where i was trying to play it off Uh, sorry bud (laughs) (laughs) anyway Uh, the ahead, the yes. thing is about the songs after the first three is that until we get to about the last two songs, and even then, like, Never Ender is still a little sketchy to me, um, there's not really any real implication of what's happening via the lyrics. So the, the, we're, we're going to lore dump a little bit because we have a lot to cover and not a lot of songs to cover them with. Uh, I think we should give a bit of real world world history here, which is the album comes out in 2001. Uh, there's like a three issue comic run called The Bag Online Adventures or something that's like kind of based on it. Yeah, that's and then it. there's an older comic that only told part of it called Second Stage Turbine Blade. And then there's the one we're actually reading, which is the supposed official one, which came out in like 2007 called Second Stage Turbine Blade The Amory Wars. Yeah, this is and the like, air quotes canon edition. And, like, the, the, there's a lot of backfill from the other albums. There's a lot of, like, stuff that's clearly not in the lyrics. And none of it really matches up because they've filled too much bullshit onto it. So we're mostly going to explain what happens in, a, like, an understandable way from, from the comics. Because I think that's more interesting and also hilariously bad than trying to, like, interpret the lyrics exactly. Um... But that means that there's a lot of stuff that, like, just, uh, for example, there's a character who we're not going to bring up very much in this first album called Ambelina, who is introduced in the second album, but they, she has a whole arc. In, and she's in extremely comics. important for the next uh, couple albums, but she's not yeah. for this one, but she is in here. She literally does not exist in this album. Same as Claudio. After Everything Evil, nothing, he doesn't show up in any other songs. But because they're going to be the protagonists later, uh, like, it backfills in a bunch of bullshit and, like, kind of ends up ruining some stuff. But yeah. The, the point is that it's it's a very messy, weird situation, which isn't well written at the best of times. And the lyrics are often completely inscrutable. Go and find like a line by line breakdown of what one of them means. They're hilarious. They're like fans grasping at straws of straws. That's amazing. Yeah, you uh, don't. It's not a science. It, does, it doesn't matter. So we'll just do our best. We'll make it enjoyable. We'll take you on the journey. That's really all that matters. If there's any fact checkers, then no, there aren't. None of you there know aren't. more about this stupid It's just us. Yeah. So everything we say is true and perfect and good. Last time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the basics of what we've covered is that Coheed and Cambria have been captured by uh, Defton Wolf, General Defton Wolf. And so, they're... Yes. Hold up. 
Is it Mayo Deftonwolf or Deftonwolf Mayo? I've always thought it's Mayo Deftonwolf. Where it are is you? Mayo on this? is Mayo Deftonwolf. Mayo is okay. his first name. All right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so Mayo Deftonwolf has captured Coheed and Cambria. Uh, they're three of four of their kids are are dead. Uh, Maria. Uh, Matthew, excuse me, I had to play the song in my head to make sure I had the kid's name right. Uh, yes. And Josephine are all dead. And Josephine's fiance, Patrick, witnessed Josephine's murder and is now on the run. Uh, and Claudio has just received information about all of this and is also on the run from a Ostentine priest who tried to kill him in his own home before he turned invisible, became the special boy, and ran away. And that's basically where this all picks up. Everything's kind of settled down again. The big opening incident has come and gone. Uh, and Cohen and Cambria have been changed into nice, helpful, skin-tight spandex so no one sees their bits yeah. and placed uh, into comic book back-to-tank chambers where from which they definitely will not escape They will never soon. escape from there. So this part opens... We can talk a little bit about what Defton Wolf is doing. He is sending them to Paris Earth. Uh, and yes, it's, he is. It's no longer somewhere they want to go. They're being forced to go there. Um, and should we talk about Major Eschert at all? I just thought it was kind of a funny joke. Uh, there's a Yeah, that's just a thing. There's a character called Major Eschert, which is hilarious because uh, Chandra Eschert is Claudia Sanchez's wife, who is... A, uh, we will get into why she is essentially like the most important real world influence on the albums when he starts writing her into the book and then murdering her multiple times. Yeah. That but don't worry about that now. Uh it's just very funny. There's just the part, yeah, where Defton Wolf yeah. threatens Major Escher that made me laugh because that's his wife's name. And there it is again. There it is again. Oh. Great oh. job. Anyway. Claudia. Anyway, um, so they send them on, let me get the ship name, the Gloria Velvessa towards Paris. What did you call me? <laughs> the Gloria Velvessa. It's my fasona. <laughs> Jackson. Yes? <laughs> Please describe your fasona. It's the Gloria Velvessa. It's on a trip to Paris Earth. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh, see, I, was, I thought I would get, like, what your fasona is, but that's okay, I guess. No, you you're not going to get me that easily. I've been it. trained. I've been trained. <laughs> Carry on. They're being sent there. Um, and they have a memory while they're in these tanks of Josephine. Is this Josephine's birth? I don't understand exactly what is happening here with Josephine. But we see her as a baby and a doctor has delivered her while another character, Jesse, who is important. He is in this flashback. Um, is having is he having this organ implanted or removed? I think it's implanted, but it's gross. I'm having I'm having a look right now. Yeah, yeah if it, you uh, just take a look and confirm for me. It is, so uh, the doctor is called Doctor. Uh, hang on, Doctor Hohenberger. <laughs> As we know, yeah, Doctor Hohenberger has a uh, is like taking the antidote to the virus that's in. Coheed and Cambria, uh, and uh, placing it within Josephine, who is like their daughter. Um, yes, but but it's like implied that it's Jesse's heart that she is um 
putting inside uh, their daughter. And uh, Cohen and Cameron do not remember this. They think, like, until this point, the this, like, past things they have done where they've been, like, with something called the KBI, which we don't really know what it is. It keeps being referred to. Uh, but th- it's very clear that they are not entirely, like, human um have at least had intense genetic experiments done on yeah, them. Yeah, they, they're not just normal human family living on this planet. So, uh, the uh, virus... Like, so, so we see, oh, the antidote's inside our kid, and that's basically they realize, oh, that's why they wanted us to murder our kids. They tricked me! Oh, <laughs> no! Turns out, the man who told me to murder my children wasn't really on the level. He was a like, villain! Didn't... He was a villain. Um, and so, in realizing yes. this, Coheed uh, wakes up in the tank, and they break out. That's that's the longest short of it. Is they bust out of these tanks, uh, and they start just they're just gonna kill everyone on this ship. Now it's that time. There's an amazing like the issue three ends with this hilarious um, a passage in the captions, which is like Coheed's eyes snap open. Husband and wife shared this dream, this memory, and they will have their revenge. As it's like panning across all these soldiers who are so clearly going to fucking die immediately. <laughs> They're going, they have no chance. They're just hanging out. Also, there's just five soldiers, six soldiers, just chilling in front of their tanks. They're None not like on guard or anything. They're just all chatting. It's cool. They're not. They're not like... Um, guarding, and they're not, like, watching what they're doing. They're just kind of staying there. And the next issue begins with a fucking, like, recap monologue of this. Uh, and also, a thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and because there's not that much, like, plot stuff in this uh, episode, here's a good time, is the one weird, charming thing of these comics specifically, it changes within Keeping Secrets and after that, mm-hmm. is the narration is, like, super... It feels so old. It's all third-person narration. yeah. Like, it's all, Coheed thinks this, he does this. It's like Claremont being like, Magneto stands over the thing and thinks of, you know, death and regret and is now a good boy. I don't remember X-Men, that's exactly how. <laughs> I think that's probably a direct pull. Yeah, but like, so like, here's, here's the, how the next thing opens, which is, this is Coheed Kilgannon. Honest and hardworking, he tries to be a decent man. Until now, his life has revolved around his family. But that life is a lie, based on fabricated memories that hide a far more insidious truth. One that could destroy worlds of the keywork. Worse still, he has been manipulated into taking the lives of his children. His children! It's time to make those responsible pay. Now, and the, the, the panel for this is a full page, full page, like, close-up of his fucking face with red eyes. Now, so here's the issue, is that, first of all, Claudio, nobody really manipulated you, dude. He just kind of walked up to you and told you to do it, and you're like, yeah, it seems tight. Um, so, manipulate is kind of a strong word for you, just kind of goofing it. Um, his wife... That's the other thing. We're not going to develop Camry here at all. We're just not going to talk about her, really. Um, uh, she is uh, there. She's there. She's there. Sh- she has psychic sh- mind powers. She is going to kill a lot of people and mind control some people, so here we are. There's a lot um, of, like, lines of Claudio saying, Hey, do this for me, babes. Oh, God, and he constantly is calling her babe or mama, and it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, just every other line has some kind of pet name for his wife. And it's like, you guys are 
just murdering a lot of people, and it's pretty chill for you, I guess, because you don't seem to be affected by it. Which it's I guess weird. if they've unlocked their old memory of when they were, you know, super soldiers, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's weird. Like, I can't tell how much is them, like, being completely, like, turned into rage beings by the family memory, or how much of this is just, like, bad comics writing from this era. Like, there's a part where uh, one of the Red Army soldiers uh, comes up to them and is like, Oh, uh, here, you can have the keys to the bridge. I didn't. I don't want to be in the army. I just have to support my family. And so they take the keys and then they kiss or whatever, because they've killed everyone. And as they're kissing, they fucking shoot this guy who's already surrendered in the face. God, like, it's... Oh my god. It's not good. No, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing, aside from them breaking out, because the whole song is basically the memory and them breaking out. and like, Yes. The lyrics are weird because the lyrics are basically someone writing a song based on Alien for I a I was going to say, it. it sounds like the plot of Alien, but I haven't seen Alien, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, but it's clearly actually talking about these guys escaping and running away and killing everyone like an alien would, except in the the lyrics they're like describing like parasitic cysts and things scuttering and in the fucking comic they they just represent that through gun arm that's his power oh yeah by the way claudio's arm transforms and he rips off his skin and he's got a metal arm that transforms into a gun and also blades yeah if you remember the like dream at the beginning of issue one he totally had those and now they're real uh, and, and it's very clear that in the lyrics there's like more abstract cooler versions of these powers which are just gun arm now so yeah it's, it's just gun arm now because nobody wanted to draw his weird alien bullshit one more thing uh is that while this is happening this isn't really in the lyrics but it is important um jesse who is the leader of the resistance on the uh grail arbor uh which isn't really clear what that is at this point but that's what he is um, goes to the planet where Mariah is, who is a character who is also leading a resistance, um, and wants to talk to the Price about the keywork. And basic, basically, basically, oh, this is dumb because it goes into so much bullshit that we don't have like law bullshit that they don't explain to the audience. Yeah, so it's we're like, not going to get into the Price shit until the next album, probably. But it's specifically like we are making it sound confusing, but that's at, like that is an honest <laughs> description of the confusion that comes through the book. Uh, but basically, he is going there to beg the price to get involved with fighting uh, Wilhelm Ryan uh, because it's like the moral thing to do, even though the price have taken a vow to never interfere with the affairs of men. And he's they, like, "That's yeah. bullshit." Yeah, um, you guys actually suck. Could you just help us out, please? Uh, and the one thing that happens that we will bring up now, because I don't think if there's a very, like, there's no song that there's reveals no it. There's no good point for it, probably. Is that he, like, stands in front of this big screen and goes, uh, I'm not talking about Ryan. I'm talking about this! And presses <laughs> next next page on the PowerPoint. And you see, like, the key work, which is that invisible force that binds all the powers, uh, all, the, um, all the planets together and gives everyone power. And it is uh, like a space station in the middle of this thing. It is yep. a fi- the, the keywork is a physical location. Yep, and he shows that it's there's dead people in there. It's just it's just it's just the fucking live stream. It's just the live stream. That's it's all just it is. The live stream. And he's like, you take people's souls and use them for fuel in their own deaths. Why will you not help us? I am Jesse. <laughs> 
And then Mariah comes in, and then he goes, oh, thank God someone's here to calm me down. A woman has calmed me. (laughs) He does do that. Yeah. Uh, That's literally the caption on this page is, he is an angry man, and only Mariah can calm him down. Running... Uh, running theme throughout these books is angry man who needs a wife to be calmed down. The wife will be killed, and thus the the man will be. Like, and thus unleashed. he will rampage. Uh, but this like is all basically set up for the next song where there's a big fight. So just those are the players right now. There's the army. There's Cohen and Cambria, and there's Jesse and Mariah who are like the resistance off somewhere else doing some things. Yeah, and, and the prize are kind of there, but they won't matter. Yeah, they're it's not just get something to in keep book. in mind later on. Yep. Uh, but that's that's the story of the fucking Delirium Trigger. Who wants to hear the song? Uh, I guess. Yes. Delirium Trigger's a boring song. It's not a good song. It's not a good song at all. It's... We've... So, the first three songs in... It's not even the first three songs. It's... uh, Time Consumer is such a strong promise of good, good music coming ahead of you. And it's very good. And Devil in Jersey City, it's okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's decent. Everything evil has that killer ending, and it's like, okay, okay. And then it cuts into Delirium Trigger, and it's like, oh, it's nap time. Like, this is the, very clearly, the mid-album stretch of uh, a band's first album. And, like, they have, like, some good songs, some songs with, like, really good hooks, some songs with good moments. But they haven't realized that they can't just noodle about at mid-tempo without everyone falling asleep. Uh, and that's just what this song is. It's a lot of, like, dun 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 Like, it's kind of that tempo. It's really dull and plotting. There's not a lot happening, and it doesn't pick up at all until, like, the last 45 seconds, and even then, it's not interesting. Look, the, the only trick it has is just the, the regular trick of, uh, you know, we've made it very quiet, he's like, hello, rings, we wears, and then it goes, oh, dear God, I don't feel alive! <laughs> and you're like, oh, calm down, please. Yeah, just, hey, hey, just relax, it's cool, just finish the song, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So neither of us are fan of this song. No. Uh, should I should I uh, do the regular segment of reading out a specific section of lyrics? So here's the thing: is that you could read any part of this song, and it would fit this section perfectly. You could just read the entire lyrics for this song, 
and it would be the most nonsense. That's true, but that's basically true for most of the lyrics on this album. That's true. Ah. Uh, but yes, please go on. Oh, I can't choose. I can't choose. There's so here, much good stuff in here. Here we go. Um, it's you. Come on, kill me. You made a good friend to me, but while you were outnumbered and torn, they made us do things. Dear God, I don't feel alive. When you're cut short of misery, will you pray it be the end? Give me, give a look of surprise, wide-eyed to me. Then you'll know just what I am. <laughs> three out of ten. Yes, no, this is a three. This is absolutely a three. Get fucked. issue a correction for last episode <laughs> i fucked up because i definitely rated devil in jersey city and everything evil the same and that's not true and i need to bump up everything evil at least one point it, they can't be the same one they can't the damage is already done i'm not allowing this <laughs> you just said i could no i didn't i just said nothing and you carried on <laughs> that's no <laughs> you do the editing you son of a <laughs> You're gonna like edit this. And it's gonna be like, yes, that is fine, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my anyway. uh, that's my only thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's a good that's, twenty minutes. A yeah, that's good episode. That's Delirium Trigger. Uh, it's not a very good song. Sorry, y'all. But um, the end of this album is very good. We just have a little bit to go to get there. Yep. There's basically three sections of this album, all of about three songs. Yeah. Uh, this is, I would probably say, the worst song on the album. Easily. Um, easily. Uh, we've also got some comments from people who uh, don't really like this, like it's not their kind of thing, who find it hilarious that we have strong opinions on all this music that sounds the same. <laughs> it doesn't! It doesn't sound the same! Fuck you. It's my message. You know yeah. who you are. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. <laughs> it's right. Oh, God. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y E R, and uh, I do a bunch of other podcasts at audioentropy.com. You can find me on Twitter at headfallsoff. Abnormal Mapping is at abnormalmapping.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. We just hit uh, $100 today, so Goof Zone's coming back soon, which Come is going to be fun. Come back to the Goof Zone. Ah, uh, the Goof Zone. It's, it's actually a very stressful place. That's the twist. That's, oh no oh no send me to the goof zone right i'm leaving goodbye everyone have a good week <laughs> goodbye